well-used phrase in the beer o'clock show. It's definitely Belgian-y on the nose. It's Belgian-y on the nose, <laughs> and it's really Belgian-y in the mouth as well, isn't it, that? Oh. That is um, Belgian through and through, that, that one. So this is, um, this is part of the Northern Monk Trilogy series. Um, we're going to drink all three of them this week, but we decided to start off with yeast, which is a, a 9% triple, which was a collaboration with Cigar City from, from the U- US, who I got to visit earlier on in the year. Um, it's, as I say, it's part of the Northern Monk Trilogy series for, for this year, where they're each, uh, they're focusing three beers each on one characteristic, one of the ingredients of, of, of the beer. So we're starting off with yeast. And it, it kind of lends itself to um, a trilogy of shows that we're, we're going to be doing. Uh, so uh, we're going series. all sci-fi. We are going all sci-fi. It's all about the trilogy because we're building up to the new Star Wars release as well and obviously one of the most famous trilogies in history. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Not the prequels then? Not not the prequels. I didn't even realise there were prequels <laughs> to, to Star Wars. I thought it was <laughs> it's just those three and then there was that really good one last year. Um but yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, a few shows that are essentially um, our vocal version of the Golden Pints. Yep. Um, so for the last few years, I've I've written a, a a blog on on my Golden Pints, as a lot of writers do yep. this time of year. I, they, d- I, I did my first one last year. Yeah, it's it's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. Looking back over the year to to kind of work out what you've you've drunk. Also, a bit surprising when you do start looking back, especially if you are a bit of an untapped or OCD freak. Yep. Which then is what start, I did. You start looking back and you're thinking, I don't even remember having that this year. Yeah. I, um, or was that only this year? I downloaded my spreadsheet and went back over all the beers that I've had this year and I was quite surprised um, just how many beers I've had this year. But we'll come on to yeah. that. Well, you uh, think about it, Essex Bullshare, isn't it? That, yeah, well, yeah. And Essex Bullshare Extra, which we've had a few of as well. Pushes the numbers through the roof <laughs> in, in terms of unique check-ins. Um, no, it's been a couple of weeks since we actually uh, have done a ha- opinions. Yeah. Because we had the Irish beer report as, as a bit of an interlude last week. So, um, what have you been up to, mate, in, in the last couple of weeks? Um, well, again, looking back on Untapped, I haven't. I seemingly I haven't had many dry days, but I haven't. There hasn't been too much excitement. Um, I did manage to get my, my hands on a couple of recent can releases: the Tropigamma and Espresso from Beaver Town. Um, I really enjoyed the espresso. I've been for whatever reason I haven't got hold of this before. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a fantastic beer. Yeah, really, I, very I, drinkable I for its high, Saturday, high yeah. ABV, but very nice. Yeah, it's, it's nine nine point something yeah. percent, isn't it? It's a big ABV. Yeah, but they I've noticed Beaver Town are getting quite good in the last year or so. They're making those bigger ABV beers taste quite sessionable. So it kind of shows the skill a little bit there, doesn't it? Yeah, you I think can so. Make a beer that, that that's that big. And, but it's so easy to drink. Yeah, well, it was it was there. I'm blaming them personally for starting me off down down the rocky road at Craft Beer Rising <laughs> with their double skull chin oil one, the one which was like the neck or double. Yeah, was like, yeah. You know that was it was great beer, but just too drinkable. Um, the Tropigamma, uh, I'm undecided. When I, out of the can, I was fairly I was fairly impressed. It was no better than Gamma Ray though, um, which is a fantastic beer. Yeah. Had it on keg on Wednesday night at Brewdog at Shoreditch, and it was—I don't want to use the word a mess, but it didn't quite tick any of the boxes on keg. I don't know what the why, why there was such a massive difference between my impression of the can five days earlier and the keg, but yeah. a few of us had it that night, and we were all a bit oh. so. I, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by it. I've I've tried both can and keg, and I'm. I, 
not really sure what they were after, what they were trying for with it. No. It's, it is a bit of a mess. Um, it, it wasn't like a tropical version of Gamma Ray, which I'm guessing is what they were aiming for. That's what the name tends to hint at. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've got to say, mate, I am, I'm so over murky beers now. I've, I've just had enough of them. I just want a beer just to look like beer again, please. So just, um, <laughs> I like a beer to look clear with a bit of a head on, on it. I'm just, um, yeah, I was, uh, uh, and, and I'm a firm believer that you drink with all of your senses. So if, if there's something off on the aroma, which I think there was because there was a little bit of a, um, a, a little bit of a stale fruit on the aroma for me. Visually, it didn't look attractive to, to me. So already two of my senses are telling me to stay clear. Um, and then it's a battle to, to kind of win over the taste yeah. sensation from that point. So yeah, I, I really struggled with, with Choppy Gamma. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. And yeah, I mean, well, our laziest senses are sight anyway. So, you know... I know what you're saying about the murky beers. I haven't quite got to the point where I'm fed up with them. Um, probably fed up with pictures of them. Uh, but the uh, drinks themselves, if they quality, if they taste good enough, like I think 5503 was the last that was fairly murky. I think yeah. when I had that Indie Man, I thought that was a fantastic beer. So I think there's still room for them. But yeah, the Choppy Gamma, maybe if they try it again, it might work the way they wanted it to. So what, for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure it's hit the mark. Yeah. I think it was a it was a to commemorate what was it their thousandth brew on on that kit wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there was or, there was some reason yeah. for for doing it. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure if we will see it again or if they'll bring it back as a special. Yeah. but um, I wouldn't mind knows. if they did because you know if they got the chance to tweak it, it may come out really good. I mean, it could be the perfect summer drink. Yeah, that, that could if they if they if they nail those fruit flavors and they really bring those through, that could be an incredible beer to be yeah, drinking in the summer. Not often I say, oh. When I'm having a Beaver Town beer, yeah, it's in fact, yeah, that's it's probably rare, very, very yeah, rare. Yeah, um, but on Wednesday, I was lucky enough with a few other bloggers and podcasters to get invited to the um, much hyped Goose Island Bourbon County Stout release for 2016. So, I had a bit of a launch event in London on uh, Wednesday evening over in Hipster Central in Shoreditch, um, of which obviously I, you know, I fitted in perfectly. On Wednesday night, as I wandered through there, um, having tried the 2015 a month or so ago when we did the show, Dave, the uh, 2016 fresh was—I say fresh, I mean it's still already done its barrel aging, but serving it on keg fresh on the evening, I thought it was actually better than the 2015. That was really? my own personal opinion. Yeah, partly because it was so drinkable for a 14% plus beer. And and I hear you drunk lots of it as well yes me and half pint gentleman <laughs> Mr Matt Chinnery did do our best to wipe out the UK supply of it because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was gutted because I couldn't make it um, because cause I was in Leeds with work um, and I must admit for having a look at your various timelines through rather green tinted glasses on, <laughs> on Wednesday evening Less so on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. What, we saw the early morning tweets. <laughs> yeah. All of you suffering from yeah. the, the hangover. But yeah, no, it was a, but it was a good evening. So I must thank the guys who, you know, the, the events guys who got it sorted out for us. And uh, it was nice to catch up with the guys we interviewed as well. So they, they were there. So And also uh, Katie. And uh, Josh was very kind enough to give me one of his um, 
Cuban cigars. Oh, lovely. Which I then passed on to my brother as a bit of a wedding present for him. Oh, very nice. So that was well received. Yeah. So cool. thank, thanks, Josh. So it's that, that, that about wraps that's, it up. That's, yeah. that's about it for me. And I've, I've either smashed or lost all my gadgets, so I can't look at untapped properly at the moment anyway. So <laughs> let's move on from me. Um, I in, Interestingly, I had, uh, in the last fortnight, I've had a dry week um, because after the... Uh, shenanigans of the weekend that were the, the, the big beery night and the badge quest and all of that um, and then after our last recording I thought I'd better just give my body a bit of a rest from drinking beer so so I had a few days off and then proceeded to undo do all of that last week by drinking pretty much every night um, just because I happened to be out at various places and ended up uh, at various events so I was in I was in Newcastle with work and I'm out with Miles Lambert uh, and we had a few um, looking forward to the um, Crimbo Crawl yes very much weekend. looking forward to that on Saturday uh, we were talking through some of what's going on a couple of highlights from Newcastle were uh, a beer called Morning Wood um, which was one of the Brewdog collab beers so it was the Brewdog Newcastle with Almasty Brewing Co. Morning Wood. Yeah. Dodgy title. I know. I know. Very Apparently dodgy there's, title. There's a second version of it called Morning Glory as well. They're both on Untapped. Not quite sure which one it was. Um, but so, so the Morning Wood, it was a brown ale, which is obviously traditional for Newcastle. But what they had done is they had bought a third collaborator in on it as well. So they bought Modern Times in from the States who do a range of, uh, of great beers in cans as well. Yeah, I think I've had a couple of their, their darker beers yeah, as well. And they're they nice. do a great coffee beer, yeah. but they also do coffee roasting. So they used Modern Times coffee in this beer. So it was basically um, a coffee brown out. And it was absolutely stunning. You could have done with one of those when you were trying to do your badge quest. Absolutely. That would have ticked so many boxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I then had 3,000 Giles from Home, which was a, a, a Wylam beer, um, which was uh, just the most incredible porter. Uh, it was on cask at a place called the Crown Posada, uh, which is like a, a pub that's like stepping back in time. In, in Newcastle, uh, that was really cool. Then I found myself in Leeds the following evening, was gonna have a quiet night, chatting to, to Rich from Little Leeds Beer House, said, oh, there's a Lost and Grounded takeover at Friends of Ham, do you wanna come? Many beers later, there I was in Friends of Ham, finishing all the Lost and Grounded beers and then drinking pints of Common Grounds by Magic Rock on Cask, which was, I've gotta say, if you've never had that beer on Cask, search it out because it is the most velvety smooth coffee experience that you're ever going to get in a glass and you were having it in the right place and I was having it in the right place as well um, and then um, while you was enjoying Goose Island um, I consoled myself by going over to the Magic Rock Tap Room in, in, in Huddersfield <laughs> uh, on the night that not, they, not having had enough Magic Rock the night not before not having had enough the night before but it, luckily enough it just coincided with them releasing the uh, the new big lads the, the, yep. the two big cans so went over bought us all a few beers to, and mulled them home um, and tried them on tap as well and it was it was just nice I've, I've not, I don't need to go on about how much I love the Magic Rock Tap Room I think it's, it's on record pretty much the perfect space oh, as, I've, as far as I've I'm said concerned. it before as well I, I think it's lovely and yeah. uh, those I did try because Hypnotist we had uh, Indie Man we did yeah uh, but Waniac that that one was a new one to me that was brand new that was the collab they did with Scar City yeah and that one felt like a, a very modern IPA but didn't have all that all that fruit going on there was a lot that was still quite resinous quite bitter as well it was very very bitter yeah um, but I quite liked it for that because it had moved away a little bit from 
here's all the fruit, here's the breakfast yeah. juice. Yeah. I thought it was quite good for that. It was almost like a almost like a traditional style uh, American IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it, it, it was it was like they dialed back a couple of years. Yeah. Which I think is obviously part of what they were trying to do with Cigar City and obviously um, Wayne Wombles. Oh, I'll call it so Wayne Wombles, it might be Wayne Wambles um, <laughs> from, from Scar City. He's been over, he's done a tour of Northern Breweries. Um, so I, I know there's a collab coming out with Hawkshead as well. Um, and we're obviously trying the, the one that he did with uh, Northern Monk right now, which is the the, the, the yeast. So what, what are you thinking of this, mate? Well, after the initial Belgium on the nose, which, I, which never puts me off anyway, because I'm a big fan of the Belgian beers, uh, the taste was again very much of the a Belgian milk, but it's very smooth and very well balanced for a nine percent beer, which is heavily focused on getting the most out of the yeast. Um, I'm, I, I thought at the start we might have to sip these, and I'm sipping it to make sure it lasts rather than anything else. I could easily down this one. So that's that's really interesting. So I'm really struggling with it. But we're at a different place probably in Belgium as well. Yeah, I'm. I, I find the finish quite harsh and quite bitter, rather than than, than soft and smooth. Um, I'm getting all. The, I'm getting the yeast flavours. Yeah. You're getting those up front the minute you you, you take your first yeah. sip of it. It's coming through. Um, but I'm finding the fi- finish just a a little bit too bitter for my liking. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, for me, I I think this would sit quite comfortably along some of the best Belgian beers. Oh well, that's that's quite a compliment. I think, yeah. I think you're right in saying that you are probably more of a a Belgian expert than I am. Yeah, um, yeah it's just a number of trips I've done for whatever reason, whether yeah. work or pleasure, or by accident, like it was this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> the um, you know, but I've all I've always had a big love for them. So you know, a bit like um, or Machinery, we're both big Belgian beer fans. Yeah. So I don't think you've actually been, have you? Um, I think I maybe went with the Scouts when I was 14. And how were the beers? It's something that's on, maybe it's on the list of things to do next year, is, is, is a trip to Belgium at some point. I would say. And try and begin some of my Belgian education properly. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. Okay, well that's, that, that's cool. And, and again, that's the great thing about beer, isn't it? Because everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody's got a different view on, on, on beers, which brings us nicely on... Um, to this week's opinions. Opinions, 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 opinions. Which is, as I say, part one of our trilogy in in terms of the golden pints this year. So the the question that we asked Twitter um, was, can you name your beer of 2016? So um, we had 165 votes, 57 different beers were, were, were put forward by those 165 people. Um, overwhelmingly, for, well, I say overwhelmingly, 40, only 41% of people said yes, they could name a beer uh, of the year. Um, 40% said no, they couldn't. And, and a lot of those people that said no were simply saying, it's just been a really good year for beer and there's just too much to choose from. To That's undeniable. I mean, it's, it just seems to be every year now. Yeah, considering we were supposed to be having this massive hop shortage, and yes, we've seen a lot more beers that have got fruit and things in them, the amount of new beers that we've seen this year, and beers that continue to push the boundaries, are just outstanding. Yeah, what what they're getting out of the hops, I mean, that's probably part of it as well. 
you know, with the 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 way they use the lupulin powder and the hot the hot pellets, yeah, and and the, and the very modern machinery that they're using as well is probably helping. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I as a if I didn't know the average beer consumer probably doesn't know there's a potential hop shortage, you wouldn't have noticed it. Absolutely not, and I think we're going to um, see that from from the next beer as well. So we're going to um, tuck into the second of, of the three of the trilogy beers, which is simply called hops. Um, and well, this, which one's this one focusing on? Uh, I think this is all about the hops somehow. Um, this was done as a collab with Epic from New Zealand, who again oh, smell it from here are renowned for their use of hops. Um, so this is a big 9% IPA full of loads of new world hops um, so let's let's give this a go cheers cheers oh yeah. it's got bags it's, of hops on the it's nose it's just isn't it? like it's pouring out of that glass isn't it it's very dank it's um tropical fruits in the background yeah but the dankness carries through on the flavour as well Oh, I like that. So that's that's oh, beautifully bitter. <laughs> yeah, that is lovely finish. Yeah. Ooh. Now I'm I'm going to have to exercise some restraint yeah, to sip yeah. that one. Right. Otherwise, that's going to fly away. Back into opinions then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give before we go into our beers. Um, I'm going to go with what the the listeners yeah. went with uh, as well, just to give people uh, a view. So we had probably one overwhelming winner. In, in terms of the amount of mentions that people gave it. And, and that was the um, collab between Cloudwater, Magic Rock and JW Lee's The Threes Company IPA. So um, just go down the list of people that mentioned that. Steve Lamond at Beers I've Known. Uh, your better half, Michelle Daniels, uh, mentioned it. Uh, Luke McGlynn, Phil Elliott, uh, JJ Beeson. Uh, Jay at Stricker 66 and James at Gammon Barron all, all said that that was their, their beer of the year. Um, other beers that got multiple mentions were uh, Marbles, Howgate and Kemp, Track, Bruins, Double Sonoma and the Buxton and Omnipolo Ice Cream Parallel collab as, as well. Um, we'll just mention that Miles Lambert also said that for him, it was Almasty Bruco, uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout for a million different reasons. And, and obviously one of those reasons was it was one of the last beers that we featured on the, the old Beer O'Clock show yeah. with, with Miles. Um, there were also lots and lots of mentions for Odyssey Brewing Co. as, as well in terms of different beers that they've done. There, there wasn't a single one of their beers just that, that stood out, just them as a new brewery. Um, so that was kind of the UK stuff. And then there were quite a few international ones as well. So um, we had uh, Omnipolo's Anagram Blueberry Cheesecake Stout and Lervig's Sipping Into Darkness were the most two, most popular two international beers. Which brings us nicely into our beers of the year. So there are... Um, we, we had quite a, a bit of to and fro about how we were going to do this. Um, there are basically uh, seven different categories on the in, beer on, on on different types of beer and then an overall beer yeah uh, and in the past I've always done it that uh, and it might be because I've just got this OCD tendency about me um, my beer of the year has to have won one of the previous categories 
So it, it can't just be a random beer that I think is the best beer if it hasn't won. If you haven't mentioned it, one yeah, beer category. If it hasn't got through the qualifiers. Which, to be fair, will become apparent from the, the, the headers for the categories anyway. Yeah. So should we, um, should we start going through those? Yeah. To see what ours are, and then, then we'll see what, what we come to as, as, as beer of the year. Sounds so, like a good plan. Um, first one, uh, best UK cask beer. Which, considering my views on cask, it'll be interesting if I can yeah. find anything. Have you written anything down? I have. I've got, I've got, I've got two for, for this. Uh, Ghost Ship by Adnams for me. Oh, good shout. I, see, now I didn't even think of that. It's, when, especially when, I mean, again, this is the, you can have the variances on cask beer, but living where I do in North Essex and having had a few trips re- in the last year to, uh, to Southwold as well, um, Ghost Ship is a go-to for me these days if I see it on and I'm always I, I'm really disappointed and if I am I'm very sad about it because I'm thinking this is a beer wasted when you've got this one wrong yeah it just stands out a mile four and a half percent pale ale uh suits suit, suits you in respect to what you said earlier it always looks good in the glass as well mm-hmm. um bags of flavor bags of bitterness nice little bit of dryness as well yeah. I think it's just I think it's fantastic that's a great shout, mate. I, I can't believe I didn't think of Ghost Ship. Um, I've got, I, I've got I've, I've two. Obviously, I've got one winner, but I've, I've got a mention that I've got to give as well. So, up until last week, this this category for me was going to a beer that I had back in January, and I remember making a note in my phone about how great it was and how it should win Cask Beer of the Year when I do my Golden Pints. Okay, and that was uh, Life on Mars by Hamilton which on cask was absolutely phenomenal. I don't think I got the chance to try it on cask. Um, it was so much better than the keg or the bottle version of it. It was, it was a beer that was suited for cask yeah. dispense. Um, but as I say, that was until last week, and I've already mentioned this, <laughs> when I had common grounds <laughs> on cask in a pint jug, and it, it just blew me away. Um, so it's an easy one for me. Uh, my best UK cast beer of the year is Common Grounds by, okay. by Magic I, Rock. I do want to throw in a couple of honourable mentions. Uh, yeah. uh, a stalwart of my cast beer lineup, Landlord by Timothy Taylor. Oh, you're such a traditionalist. And uh, honestly, <laughs> Hophead by Darkstar. Great low ABV beer. Yeah. Under 4% if you need a sessionable one. Citra by Oakham. I think, yeah. Standard. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, the elusive brewing beers that I've had on cask during the summer, great ones yeah. as well. Well, Andy, Andy always says that most of his beers are designed for cask. Yeah, doesn't and he? Right. So, yeah, and, and they suit it, and that's his background as well. Yeah, absolutely. But by far and away, generally, Ghost Ship will win hands down for me. Even though, interestingly, looking back on Untapped, it hasn't scored as high as the other ones. I. Don't know how much ghost shit I, I drank this year. I, I went through a thing of downloading my, my spreadsheet and then I, I just looked for beers that were basically fives. Oh, okay. Within 2016. I've got no, I found two fives, but they were errors. I had 15 fives. Bloody hell. Really? Um, yeah. But no, mine were errors, because if you'd seen which ones they were, you would have known they were bloody errors. Also, that's... Um, I've, I've had a, nearly a thousand unique check-ins this year, which is almost half of my unique check-ins has been in the last year. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me <laughs> and, and my alcohol consumption. Well, you, if you take the Essex bottle shares, where it says yeah. sometimes between 10 and 15, 16 of us, a couple of beers either side of the way, you can easily have 20 unique check-ins on one yeah. first Tuesday of the month. 
plus the Essex Bottle Share Extra. You know, take, take the one with the Irish beer snobs turned up. Yeah. You know, we had quite a few unique beers that night because yeah, they had three easily. or four of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's not pints, but yeah, a thousand years, that's good. That's good going. It is, yeah. It's, it was interesting actually. Badge using, Absolutely. <laughs> using Untapped as a, as, as a basis for, for some of my analysis this year. Um, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there because it does make me chuckle that um, a number of times I've said, said on the show, on Twitter, in public, that I thought that Cloudwater's version three of, of the Dipper was the best they've done. Yeah. Yeah, I rated version two, four, five and eight above it on, on, on Untapped. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And obviously, you know, there's there's definitely definitely uh, mileage in discussing Untapped at some point in the future. But it's what you think there and then. As well, a- absolutely. But for some reason, in my memory, version three, my mind kept going back to version three being the best. Because you mentioned that when we did the uh, show at Brewdog, well, that was the version that Cloudwater took over to the states, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and won the award. Yeah. So, which brings us nicely on to the next next category: evil keg filth, um, <laughs> best UK keg beer of, of twenty sixteen. For me, it's not a twenty sixteen beer, but it's one that I've discovered on keg a lot more than I used to. It's Neckord by Beavertown. Oh, okay. Because it's now available. We had a great pint of that last week. It's in Fuller's pubs as well. So the, is it? the Fuller's pubs, which has sort of been revamped and refurbished yeah. recently, there's one near Liverpool Street, which used to be called the Shooting Stars, now the Astronomist, that has it. And I just did a bit of a night, an evening session on it once I started drinking it. Um, they have it at the Betcham Arms at St Pancras as well. So now, and also, it's a genuinely good beer, even out of the can, but pints of it, I'll have to admit, once I start on it, thinking, I might as well just stay in there. It's a session beer yeah, anyway. That's, what, it, that's yeah, what it's there for. So drinkable, yeah. So yeah, that one. And the only other one I sort of came up with that sort of really struck me, because a lot. Of, I think the problem is with keg beer, cask beer I tend to go back to a lot of the old favourites or the ones that I know and trust. With keg beer, if I'm in a place which is keg heavy, craft orientated, I tend to flit around between the, you know, the new taps that I haven't had. Mm. Um, one which I discovered recently when I did the Sam Brooks tour um, was their IPA. Oh, yeah, okay. You yeah. mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. It comes in at just over 6%. It's a very... It's, a, it's quite punchy. It's more English than, you know, a lot of modern IPAs, mm. but it still has enough of the fruit and the dryness and the bitterness for you to say, actually, do you know what? This is still in an English IPA, which is what they were going for, and I think they nailed it. So for me... It's neck oil with an honourable mention to IPA by Sam Brooks. Good shout. Um, I struggled with this one. I, I really did, and I think that's because a lot of the a lot of the new beers that I drink tend to be in a bottle or can at home. And generally, if I'm out somewhere and that there are kegs on, I I tend to go for beers I've had before, unless I'm at a festival when when I'm there specifically to try, try new beers. New beers. So so looking back through things, the one that really stood out for me, and it was. Quite probably quite a late entrant to, to this was the Brew by Numbers twenty one oh three, which we had at Indie Man, which was like oh a, I didn't a, have that. That was that's a lot lower than the fifty five oh three. Yeah, it was, it was like a it? session pal out yeah. or, or something like that, and it was absolutely banging. It was it was like drinking um, like fruit juice. It was it was just so drinkable. It, it didn't have any sort of Honestly, if you didn't know you was drinking beer, you probably would have thought you were drinking fruit juice. It, it was everyone so... Else, everyone else I know who had it on the day said the exact same so, thing. So good. So, so for me, 
I, it, it's that, and, and it's a bit left field. That's came out come out of nowhere, and I've surprised myself with that one um, because I almost went back to, to my default, and I was just going to probably for the third year in a row give it to Cannonball. Um, but at some point, I've I've got to stop. Cannonball's been usurped. <laughs> it, it has, but in in terms of this, a, a new beer for this year, um, which was I, I tried to kind of default to that. Definitely twenty one oh three by by brew by numbers for for me. Yeah, I I think the uh, the, the pale ales in here and because the, yeah, the brew by numbers are often known for doing for doing some weird and wonderful things. Yeah. They did very well. Um, but some of their pale ales and IPAs and dippers have been fantastic. Just, absolutely, yeah. They really are very good. And again, a bit like a few of the others. Sometimes they you don't hear so much about them. Yeah. But then they bang, then they bang out a beer or two beers. There, so they're brilliant. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. So yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with 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 that with their with that choice. I said a lot of other people said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next next one's uh, the best UK bottled beer now. This this was one that I could have gone on about all day long. Written reams of the it stuff. Easily could have well, gone on. Well, it's not surprising. I said the bottle share. We generally do bring yeah. bottles rather than cans. We we do. The cans have only made a few appearances. Yeah. But partly because you you need more of the cans to share out. We tend to do like the seven fifties or the bo- yeah. six sixty bombers. So it's not a surprise. You probably find that you've actually just checked in more unique bottles more, anyway. More bottles. Yeah. So what did you narrow it down to? Um. Well, Magic Rock. Cloudwater Three's company, which was an incredible beer, and and I I am going to say again that it was even better being handed to me in the brewery straight off of the bottling line, which I wasn't allowed to check in at the time because it wasn't public knowledge. That's what it was, but it tasted amazing, uh, and every time I revisited after that, it, it's just everything that you wanted in an eight percent IPA. Yeah, just just so well balanced. Um, so so I had that, and and then I had. The whole of the Buxton Belgian range, which oh yeah, was, the Belgian was, series, was, yeah, I'd forgotten about which, that. Which was quite a surprise for me because, as, as we just uh, established earlier on, I'm not a fan of Belgian beers. Yeah. But, but yeah, I can having done that night where I worked my way through the series in numerical order, having a massive headache the next morning, but remembering how good all those beers tasted, presented like that. Um, the one for me that stood out the most and every time that I've revisited it since still continued to stand out was the Anglo-Belgique IPA so I, I'm going to give my best UK bottled beer to, to Buxton Anglo-Belgique IPA that is a surprise I, I know I, I've surprised myself with I, that I think a few listeners might be surprised by that one as well I, I think so I imagine because everyone's probably sitting there screaming Cloudwater Dipper. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you've gone for an Anglo-Belgique. Okay, I know. It's a very good beer, but I'm, I'm, I'm changing. You are changing. You're, you're changed, Steve. You're changing. <laughs> um, what, what about you, mate? Well, I'm going to give my honourable mentions first of all. Um, I was a latecomer to the Unhuman Cannonball uh, series. My first one was last year. Um, I had this this year's one, and I thought that was singing compared to last year. Mm. I enjoyed last year's and I made, even when I checked it in I wrote that but this year's I thought was banging straight away I thought it was really I, nice I think I mentioned in, in my check-in that it was the best it's ever been this year uh, I've only got 2015 to base it on but um, that one brew, uh, the brew dog Born to Die the uh, last release the 4.11.2016 I thought that was a really okay. nice one yeah. really easy to drink and this one it definitely isn't this year, but it, I drank it after the last year's Golden Pints Awards, and it has to be worth a mention. It's the Yellow Belly from Buxton. Oh, amazing beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle bought that for me, and I think the first time I tried it was 
uh, Christmas Day when we got home from visiting some of her family and friends. Mm. I thought, that's the right time to have it. And it was just like, how the fuck have you made this beer? And just been re-released again for this year. Yeah. Recently. But how? How yeah. How do you get all those flavours in it without just dunking a Mars bar and some, yeah. or Mars bar and a marathon stickers, sorry, into a... Well, going back some I know, marathons. I know. See, look back, I've gone too far. But the so win- for those younger listeners, uh, <laughs> Snickers used to be called marathons. <laughs> you might get that sort of thing slipped out every now and again. Uh, but the winner is the a- aforementioned Freeze Company by Cloudwater, JW Lees and Magic Rocks. I thought that was so good. It put me in mind of the Dipper Freeze, what I wrote down at the time. Yeah. But much more rounded and so drinkable. It was That's such that was the thing a about it, wasn't it? Yeah. Beer. Eight and a half percent. Nowhere near. It didn't, didn't even feel like didn't that. Didn't give yeah. a hint of that at all. Yeah. But it was, it, you know, to have Cloud Water, who were about a year old at the time, Magic Rock, three or four years old, and JW Lee, who are over a century old, have somehow combined together. Yep. And so they've all brought something to the party, obviously. Absolutely. Um, I, I thought it was brilliant. And yeah. I, I had it. I think I ended up checking in about five or six times. I picked up a colour of extra bottle. And no, yeah, you did well on the amount of that that yeah. you got. Yeah. Um, and no bottle let me down, I have to admit. Yeah. So I would have loved to have done what you done and tried it straight from the FV. I basically. didn't even know what it was called when, when I was handed the bottle. Literally, Paul at Cloudwater just said to me, he said, oh, this is the collab that we've done with Magic Rock for Manchester Beer Week. And, and I was like, you, you know, I was a kid at Christmas trying to make out that I wasn't excited <laughs> how did that go yeah, yeah uh, well <laughs> I drank it slowly because it was in the morning when he handed it to me um, okay so next category is um, the best UK canned beer or, or maybe we need to rename this category the best UK train beer um, <laughs> which, which is what canned beers seem to now be um, I think for me I, I'm going to give probably honourable mentions um to everything that Magic Rock put in a can. Um, I might as well just say Snap. I, I mean, I said Cannonball, but just because it's so ever, yeah. it's ever consistent. Um, everything the Northern Monk put in a can. Again, it, it seems to be um, Northern breweries that are really leading the way in, in, in their, that they understand how the cans work best for their products. Yeah. Um, but the one that, that that stands out above and beyond every other beer, and, and I still go down to my initial reaction when I tried it, was the Northern Monk Little Leeds Beer House Neapolitan Pale Ale, which was just absolutely bonkers. Fairly certain if Michelle was doing a blog, she'd say the same thing. Yeah. And yes, it was bonkers. When you and Mark reviewed that, and the, what you were saying, I was thinking, okay, I know I, it's obviously good, but it can't be... <laughs> that close to a Neapolitan ice cream, but it was. It was. Yeah, I don't know. I said it, it was almost like the flavors had been put into a third each, and you could taste it coming through. Yeah, and I think recently as well. If if, if you want to uh, have a listen back to the the, the most recent Beer Nomicon podcast, they interviewed one of the brewers from Northern Monk, and they were talking about the process that they went yeah. through to get those flavors into to the beer, and, and they were like they they worked with. Um, a chocolatier that that, uh, essentially made a chocolate that would work in a brew 
for them so it, it was designed to work in beer um, the vanilla wasn't a problem for them they could get vanilla in, in into the flavoring quite easily the problem that they had was getting the strawberry flavor in so I, I'd suggest and we'll link through in, in, in the show notes have a listen to that beer nomicon episode because I also talk about uh, the, the trilogy of beers that we're doing tonight as well okay. and how that came about so it, it links in quite nicely um, so, so what about what Did about your best what was your, what was your winner uh, definitely Neapolitan Neapolitan Powell uh, uh, yeah before we finish Mark what, what, do, what do you think of the first, second can we had yeah box? because I, it, it's, it's evaporated um, <laughs> just again so drinkable Does it's not tasting 9% you, you, you do get this big tropical fruit flavour um, the, the, the finish it's not too bitter it's quite soft on the finish um, but it makes you just want to want to go back in and have yeah. another, another little sip. And it's another that dryness, sip. which is just the yeah. right level. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't take it out, but leaves you thinking, I just need to have more now. Yeah. And carry yeah, just, on. Just, just a bit more. You know, more. that yeah. I thought you think is fantastic again. Yeah. The two showcases so far, two out, two out of two, I'd, I'd say, definite winners. I think that definitely showcased the, the, the hops. Yeah. So, um, while you talk about your canned beer of the year, I shall open up the third one, which is uh, the malt which is an Imperial Porter, which is a collaboration with De Molen from the Netherlands. Oh, excellent. Okay, best UK can beer for me is Bloody Hell by Beaver's Elm. That's a good shout. I just love that. Every time they release that, I look for that. Um, it could easily have got into best UK keg beer, apart from the fact it's not on keg often enough, in enough places for long enough. Ooh, that, that makes me want to give another honourable mention, actually, to the uh, Bloody Notorious that, that they did with... Um, Which is good. I don't think it's as good as the bloody other. Can't remember who they did it with. What the company they did it with? Oh bollocks! Boneyard. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Maybe the, uh, the, the 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 trilogy's getting to us a little yeah, bit as, as we head into our third. Bloody beer expert. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bloody L. I I think that works every time. You know, you get that nice bit of a you get a little bit of an oily finish with the orange. Um, orange comes through all the time, but it's. Manages to stay away from being just that fruit juice flavour again. Mm-hmm. And it's still got, it's still beer. Yeah. And I, I love that one. Um, obviously mentioned Magic Rock. Can't disagree with that at all. Dead Pony Club by Brewdog. I think it's still one of the best low ABV canned beers around by by far. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to find a dead version in a can. Yeah, dead version. Yeah, no one wants a live version in a can. <laughs> no, Who wants a live version not. in a can? Who wants a live version of it full Yeah, stop, I want dead Dead honest. Pony yeah. Club. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm going to give a shout out to Four Pure based on the fact that they are excellent for train beers. They are. As every MS seems to have at least one Four Pure beer. They do, but if, if we're giving nods to train beers, I've got to give a nod You're to the, the no, the 440 mil mosaic, which is oh, a Adnams. with Adnams. Yeah. Well, not a collab, it's an Adnams yeah. beer. Um, and just Northern Monk, New World, when you can get it. New uh, World IPA, yeah. Being able to pick up a six point something percent oh, IPA can't. for a train beer. Oh, again, can't give yeah. a, a bad word about that. So, but yeah, definitely bloody hell for me, but I, I definitely think there's a lot we say, people say on Twitter and social media about Brewdog, but Dead Pony Club at 3.8%. Yeah, probably one of the best beers for its ABV around. Definitely. Apart from uh, Trax Sonoma. Which I still think is an amazing parallel at that ABV. It's much easier to get hold of, hold of dead pony it, club. It though. is, <laughs> it is, but it's worth it's worth tracking down um, tracks beer. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of kind of the UK uh, parts of, of, of this category. We've got a beer here, so let's have a have a little taste of this one. Cheers! Cheers! Oh, chocolate on the nose. Yeah, it just smells like a good old fashioned porter. 
but definitely getting that chocolate malt. Oh, yeah, we're, that's good. We're sitting what you near what used to be a fireplace. That that fireplace could be on there yeah. with that beer. Oh, it's really kind of dry. There's a little bit of smoke in in there, an underlying chocolate. Yeah, the to smoke it. smokiness. That's a good shout yeah. actually. That comes through right at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that one is a real sipper, and, yes. and, and that should get us through the remaining. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, so we're going overseas now for for, for the last three. So uh, best overseas draft. What, what have you got? Sierra Nevada, Palo. Oh, incredible shout. It's on in a lot of places. In a lot of fuller's bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, in London, which is where I do a lot of my drinking yeah. for work. But also, I have a few friends who I catch up on a fairly regular basis. We go to All Bar One. Yeah. And they have Sierra Nevada, Palo in there. So I just go for it straight away. It's like a watering hole in a desert. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the only beer I've listed. There's not even an honourable mention. Okay. Um, I... I literally could not split this category, so so I'm going to have to give a joint award in in this category. The first one that I'm I'm going to go for is um, Omnipolo's Cassius, which I had in Shuffle Dog in Leeds, which was the parallel that made me chuckle. The yeah, that entire, made you laugh to yeah, yourself. I just I just sat at the bar chuckling to myself while I was drinking this beer. Everyone must have thought I was absolutely nuts, <laughs> but it was just the most incredible tasting beer. And I just sat there and just smiled and chuckled all the way through it and, until I had gone. And when a beer makes you feel that good, it, it deserves an award. It's got to be worth a yeah. shout. Um, and, and the other one um, was Highlight by Cigar City, having having that in the Cigar City tap Oh yeah, you were in, lucky in, enough to have in, it. In, in Tampa. At source. Um I, I cannot split those two. So, so I have to give a joint award. In, in this category um, this year to, to those um, which which brings us on nicely to uh, best overseas bottled or canned beer um, what, what have you go. got I'm going to go going to go with my honourable mentions um, the Jai Lai mm-hmm. by Cigar City but you very kindly mulled over from Florida so I didn't get obviously tap room but fresh canned and I thought that was fantastic I have had it on keg before and there was a noticeable difference between, and I, which I thought was excellent then, but the fresh can, I thought was excellent. Mm. That was brilliant. All those flavours were coming flooding out, they were. Yeah. Um, and this is a beer which, again, I doubt very much is actually a 2016 beer per se, but it's the one which you, and you're going to hate me for mentioning it again, it's the one which Justin brought along to the bottle chair. Oh, shut up. When you, <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> when you, you, were, you lot keep going on about how fantastic <laughs> this fucking beer was. <laughs> Just because I missed the bottle share, <laughs> all right? The uh, Le Brewery Curve, the bourbon barrel age, 16.2%. <laughs> which, again, I will say again, which I just wrote on untapped, Justin killed the bottle share. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. However, it, a bit like your recent Common Grounds one, I'm actually going to give it to the Bourbon County Brand Stout 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. Sneaking in from the left field. Yeah, yeah, just because to I think for a 14.5% dark beer to be that fresh, like I said, obviously it's done its barrel aging, but it's, it hadn't done any other aging in the bottle. This is in the keg. It was banging. Yeah. I mean, yes, you know, me and Matt maybe could have exercised a tad more control. I um, reckon so. But... The quality of it and the drinkability of it for that kind of strength beer was just absolutely brilliant. So that is that is my best overseas bottled can beer because although I didn't have it out of the bottle, it's going to end up end up in in it. 
Yeah, no, that's 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 a fair shout, I reckon, because that's how most those that have been able to get hold of a bottle of it will be able to try yeah. it. Yeah. Um, very simple one. Th- th- this for me, uh, Invasion by Cigar City. Oh, again, the, the, yeah, we tried the, it on the can. The, the, the pad out. You had it at, um, the, at the set room, didn't you? I arrived in uh, Florida after a 14 hour journey from the UK. Um, that was the first beer I took out of a fridge in the supermarket, opened and poured into my face, and it was amazing. Just, Can you imagine getting like, uh, just going to the supermarket and to think you were a bit worried? About what Superman was a bit concerned. Gonna... Yeah, and, and there I was. I found all the Scar City beers, and Invasion for me was absolutely stunning. Yeah, I, I can't of... describe what I was excellent that beer. Um, so, final one before the best overall beer. Yeah. So, best, you know, beer of the year. Uh, we've got uh, the best collaboration brew. Um, I mean, there have been. Again, it's been a bit of a year collapse, hasn't it? It's been a year of, of the collabs. And there's um, been, been some lows as well as highs, though. There have. There aren't always... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say probably one of the ones that didn't end up being what it was intended was the Cloudwater J.W. Lee's beer that they produced for the Manchester Beer Week. Oh, um, uh, was that like the launch beer? Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be kind of a traditional take on a best... Or a modern take on a traditional best bitter, and it, it didn't really work for me. And I, oh, okay. I tried it on both cask and, and, and keg. Uh, there, are, there have been lots. I mean, the, the three beers that we've drunk this evening are all collab beers. So straight away, I'm going to throw the hops by Northern Monk and Epic in there as an honourable mention because that was stunning. Yeah, that was very, that was very amazing, drinkable. Um, I'm also going to throw Common Grounds in as an honourable mention because it's a collab with a coffee roaster. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a tenuous link, but I'm 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 You're going to stick with it. With it are you? I'm, I'm well, sticking. You can still I'm, use the word brew, and that's the yeah. header is best collaboration brew. Yep, I'm sticking with that. Uh, but the one for me, and this this uh, for me, it's uh, winning for the second year in a row because this one for me last year was the um, the the, the brew of the Buxton Omnipello ice cream Palau, which I've had a few times this year. And which still remains one of the most amazing beers you're ever likely to drink. Is that the one they actually do with, you can have with ice cream? You can have a soft scoop pour on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the one they were doing at um, London Craft Beer Festival. Yeah. So that that was an easy one for me. So it's it's a Buxton on Apollo on on that one. Okay. For me, um, Freeze Company by Cloudwater. I've probably given that an honourable mention as Uh, well. He's the winner of the best collaboration brew for me. Uh, Again, for all the reasons I've already mentioned. Honorable mention goes to uh, Tropic Blunder by Buxton and Beerbods. Oh, okay, that was the pineapple. Yeah, pal, and I it? thought that was absolutely fantastic. Probably my Beerbods beer of the year as well. If I was asked which one, yeah, that, that one just stood out for me completely. So, um, whichever, whoever, whoever came up with that as, a, as an idea got it right because the pineapple was so well balanced against the beer. Mm. It wasn't just all about pineapple because it's not one of my favourite fruits. But there was just the right amount in there. It came in under six percent, so it wasn't like it was a real big banging yeah. beer. That was really fantastic. That one. I think I tried that in the Buxton tap. Yeah, I think you did because when I said I was having it as part of the beer balls, I think you said you'd had it at the tap. Yeah, room. I, was like, I think they had it on there a few fuck weeks you, before. Fuck you, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I have to wait for a bottle, and you just had it in the tap room. Yeah, well, it's, it's Buxton's beer; they can put it on in their tap room whenever <laughs> they want, can't they? So yeah, that that, that was my one. But Freeze Company Cadwell still still wins that one. Okay, so. Taking all what we've just just discussed into consideration, beer of 2016, I, I, I think I've got a slight inkling what yours is.
I think you'd probably be right. Having had a couple of mentions already, it is definitely the freeze company. I... I'm not going to disagree. I, I'm, I'm going to say that it's worthy of winning the award. It it was a a, a great beer for every reason possible. It's um, not my best scored beer. Is it not? No. But if I could buy a case of it for drinkability, for drinkability at the percentage, bearing in mind the three different brewers had come together to make it. And the fact that, yeah, I could easier... On the, on the other occasion, I actually did some gardening once this year, which I'm shit at and hate. Yeah. I'd a couple of cloud waters, uh, one of their, like, the IPL session. And then I went straight on to the Freeze Company, and I went, there's really... On the ABV, you can't tell the difference. And there's, I think, about 4% between them. Mm. It was like, wow. Incredibly And good. then I went to the fridge yeah. and thought, oh. Wonder if we're going to see it again. I hope so. I, I hope I hope it becomes a regular thing. I hope so. And, and there were pictures recently of Cloudwater had been to Magic Rock to do a brew. So whether it's a rebrew of Freeze Company or whether it's something else that they're doing, I'm guessing with those two breweries involved, it's going to be an IPA of, of, yeah, of some description. I would say um, so. But and if Freeze Company is the benchmark, then anything that comes after that's that's got to be good. If that's their standard they're trying to live up to, yeah, then I'll probably buy some of it. Me too, and probably lots of it. Yeah, this time. Where did you end up? Um, it was a tough one for me. Uh, I, I'm going to go with an honourable mention um, for Cigar City Invasion, um, just being a beer that blew me away at the time, blew me away for the two weeks that I was in the states, and continued to blow me away when I bought some home as well. Um, the thing that makes me most sad about it is I'm probably never going to get to dry that beer in its, <laughs> in its freshest state ever again. Um, but for me, and this is a beer that I've mentioned a few times as well, and it's it's come very much out of the left field. It's it's Magic Rock's Common Grounds because it's it's great in a can, it's great on keg, but on that rare occasion you find the cask version of it, it absolutely blows your socks off. Um, and we're going to have to bring you back to a conversation we were having earlier. You were in doubt about the the how high you rated it versus a couple of other coffee beers. I, I was, I was, because I've tried a lot of coffee beers this year, and I, I thought others tasted uh, maybe a little bit caught up in the moment. Sometimes, yeah. Think, oh, that beer's great. It tastes amazing. And then I revisited Common Grounds, and I was like, "Damn, that beer is so good." There's very rarely a time Common Grounds is it in my fridge. I I love it. I mean, it's it's. Just the perfect beer for me. I love coffee and the, the coffee porter. And again, what, 5.4%? Yeah. It's a lovely low ABV as well. You can have a few of those. And it's not a beer that you're going to get bored with very quickly. Oh, I don't either. think so. And especially coming into the right time of year for that. But on oh, cards, absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. Mm. I'd love to get hold of some of that. I think that's a good shout. Um, well, that's um, that's been fun. Yeah, doing, I quite doing, that. Doing the beer of the, the year. And as I say, this is the first part of a, a trilogy of episodes. So in, in the next Golden Pints episode, we are going to be looking at um, best UK brewery uh, of the year um, or, or best breweries of the year. So we'll probably talk about some overseas breweries in, in that as well. Uh, and then in the final part of the, the Golden Pints trilogy, we'll be doing... Uh, tap rooms, bars, and all the other categories yep. as, as well, which include things like branding, pump clip or label, uh, best new brewery, uh, best festival, supermarket, independent retailer, online retailer, best blog or website, best beer book, and the Simon Johnson Award for the best beer Twitterer. Um, 
that's that's what we're going to be doing, and that'll be our last show before before Christmas. Before as well. we have a break. So, so expect that to be a bit, a bit of a bit of a party episode. Yeah. Um, so let's start to bring uh, this week's show to, to a close. Uh, final thoughts on the malt. I mean, it's a real sipper. It isn't is. It? A, this is a sipper. Yeah. I'm not having to force myself to sip, but I do really enjoy it. I'm surprised by how dry it is on the finish. It is, it is very dry on the finish, um, but it works. But you're getting lots of flavour up front. We've definitely done them in the right order, I think, because yeah. that has, after the yeast and hops before it, that's absolutely cleansed the palate. It's really yeah. dried the palate out at the end. There. Yeah, I, it's really not, it is re, it's very smooth. Yeah. It's got that sort of velvety texture on the mouthfeel. Mm. So yeah, yeah I, again, nice. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think all three of them, Great idea as well by Northern Monk. And, yeah. Uh, this is the first year they've done the trilogy. Love the cans. And yeah, again, if you listen to the Beanomicon show, they do talk about how they're going to change the, uh, what the, what, not the ingredients, but change the focus of what the three beers are every year. So they might not always focus on an ingredient. They might focus on a style or they might focus on what happens if you barrel age a beer in three different ways. Um, but it's worth listening to to, to their show. Okay, to, so it'll be, uh, but there'll still be the, the trilogy will be the theme. Yeah, yeah. So it's three beers that they've produced that come out in three different yeah. ways. Um, any blogs caught your eye in the, the um, last couple of weeks? I, that... I, I have to admit, mainly because of my lack of having gadgets which can look at stuff at the moment. Thanks to my various mishaps. You've got nothing, have you? I've got <laughs> fuck all. Okay, where I can add to the bit about blogs, etc. Alright, okay. Well, I think we've given Beanomicon enough mentions. Tonight, yeah, they've had so, their mentions. Yeah, yeah, so they'll be linked through. Um, I've not really read anything much in the Sorry, last couple of weeks. Pete, Pete did one about hype and Goose Island last week. I read that one. He was he was very quick off the mark with that he one. He was very quick. Brand of mine, I was at the event with him. And that he had out my the following time. morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good read, though, because I yeah. think... Um, is that the one where he was questioning whether they've tried to create artificial hype yeah. with the... Yeah, it's, it's, and, and it's a good shout. It's a, it's it's a bad it's a valid point to raise because Clapton Craft did only have a hundred bottles, and you could buy two, which in theory means you only fifty people. See, I I think that was wrong. I think it should be one per person. I'm surprised they did two per pe- yeah. per, pe- per person. Because yes. it, it means only fifty people got to taste it, and I think was it possibly Pete that raised the question of how many of those second bottles have ended up going on eBay or being sold on for an inflated price yeah potentially that could have happened but yeah I, I did read that one but again thanks to Pete for producing a short one which I could read on my shitty work mobile I, I, I love I love Pete's short blogs and probably a spoiler alert for a, a future Golden Pints episode there that <laughs> maybe Pete might be getting a mention we've got to mention in, him again in, in a, I know Bloody he's hell. loving it him and Mark Johnson at the moment it's competition they, they love being mentioned on the podcast um, who's won the prize this prize mate uh, well, it's actually uh, it's linked to a bit of the Goose Island. Um, Andrew Henderson on Instagram, who goes under Henderslam, um, had a bit of a, well, very nice Friday night, actually. He had a, a vintage ale from Fuller's 2006, a 2009, um, followed up with a Bourbon County to 2015 and 2016. That's an amazing evening. Yes. Why, where, where was our invites? Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. where was our invites? Um, but yeah, so he's got a picture of all just all four bottles lined up, and I'm thinking, yeah, 
that that's, was, that's a pretty impressive picture, yeah. actually, sitting here looking at it now. Um, but I have got a runner-up who deserves to quote the uh, the phrase, an honourable mention. Gammon Barron uh, decided he couldn't wait to listen to the show and took a, and had done the trilogy himself already and took a very, very nice picture of all three lined up, malt, hops and yeast, with uh, a glass full of uh, presumably the uh, the hops behind it. Yeah, that looks like the hops. So uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the runner up. But yeah, yeah congratulations to Henderson. The uh, big box of nothing will be winging its way to you, and that'll be linked through in the show notes. Yeah. And if you want to have a go at winning your own big box of nothing, picture on Instagram. Use the hashtag Cheers Guys, and if it's the one that Martin likes the most next week, then you will get a big box of nothing. Exactly, and everyone wants that. Everyone wants it at the moment. Yeah, especially as we're beginning to ramp up to Christmas now. Exactly, you can have, you can well. have your big box of Advent. Indeed, you can. Um, so. Uh, make sure to carry on getting involved in, in the discussion. We've we've shared our thoughts in terms of what we think are the best beers this year. Um, that's part of our Golden Pints. We'd love to know what you guys think. Um, let us know on Twitter. You know where we are. You know where we are on Facebook. Uh, send us some sort of message and let us know what you think your beers of the year are. Or, or why not write your own Golden Pints post and, and let us know where it is as well. And maybe we'll be, do a bit of a summary of those towards yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be quite good, actually. End of the year, yeah. yeah. Um, Next week, we're going to do a show um, which was based on last weekend's poll about train beers. Um, we're going to try to do a show about train beers, drinking beers on, on a train. train. So we are recording a podcast on the way up to the Crimbo Crawl um, this weekend. To be fair, if it was Greater Anglia, that'd be really easy because they stopped for so long. We would have ages. We'd have ages yeah. to do it. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got three hours yeah. on, on the trip to Newcastle. I think we might be able to get something done. We might have a couple of guests on, on with us as yeah. well ne- next week as well. But we don't know what we're going to be drinking, but we do know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so, so it's all um, about the train beers. Yeah, all about the train beers. So you've still got time to, to let us know what your thoughts are about train beers as, as well. Just um, tweet us, use the hashtag opinions. And until... Uh, next time. Cheers, folks. Cheers.